You're watching the 2022 Running Back Ranking Show. That's right, we're talking about 2022. Deal with it. Not everything I talk about will be about 2022. I'm going to talk about how I predict a lot of these running backs to finish in 2021, which will help you for 2021 decision making. Those predictions will paint a picture. So don't worry, this video is going to help you for both 2022 and the remainder of 2021. Who are my top 15 running backs going into 2022? We're breaking all that down and more. The Fantasy Football Show begins now. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Top five running backs. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. JT Jonathan Taylor. Not only is he the top running back in 2022, he's the 1.1. I don't want to hear any other name. Dude scored five TDs in week number 11. Four on the ground, one through the air. He's now the PPR guy. Probably the biggest knock people had on JT was, oh, will he get the volume? Will Hines take all his PPR work? They don't trust him in the PPR game. He's evolving. He's getting better. People don't leave room for improvement for players. And we'll talk about Najee Harris next. People are already trying to define what Najee's going to be going forward or what his limitations are going to be as as if the offense won't change. JT is young. He's 22 turning 23 next year. He has time to become the best PPR running back in fantasy football. Nobody can define what kind of running back he's going to be yet. Nobody gets to say he's not a PPR guy or he's not as good as this player or that player. He could be the number one PPR guy in fantasy football. He's had over 172 yards in two of his last three games and he has eight straight games scoring at least one rushing touchdown and he has eight TDs in the last three games. He's having an unbelievable Ladanian Tomlinson type fantasy football season right now. And he started off slow. And what do we say over and over on the fantasy football show? If and when he starts off slow, one TD in the first four games, not a very good week one, two, and three. What do we say? Trade for him. He would be the best player to go get, let somebody else draft him high, you come in, trade for him on the cheap, and have a top one to five running back. Jonathan Taylor, you, my friend, without hesitation, without equivocation, are the 1.01 in 2022. Not just running back one, the 1.01 in both redraft and dynasty. Running back one, 1.1. Number two on my 2022 rankings for redraft or dynasty. Through two picks, my dynasty and redraft running back rankings will be the same. Najee Harris, number two. If he had a better situation, a better offensive line, which is improving, if he had a more lockdown quarterback situation, you could make a case for him and JT being neck and neck. And they're pretty close, but JT's here. Najee's right here. They're both in tier one. They're not that far apart, but JT's the clear one. But Harris pulls in so many passes. He's got such an amazing all-around game and skill set. And he's so young, so in Dynasty, he's clearly a top two overall player. One note, though, JT's actually a year younger. JT turns 23 in January. Najee turns 24 in March. Not that that matters too much, but I want people to understand that JT's not older when you're trying to rank these two running backs. And if age is a big deal to you, 
from a dynasty ranking perspective. This show right here is not just a redraft show. It's a 2022 ranking show, redraft and dynasty. I'm going to hit everything. But this man right here deserves the number two spot, number two overall and number two running back. He's only pulled in two receiving TDs, but he's so capable of more. This is like a four or five receiving touchdown running back if he's got the quarterback support. His quarterback play isn't horrible, but you mix Big Ben's old depleting arm and decision making. With the Pittsburgh offensive line, there's a lot to be desired and a lot more on the horizon for him. And it might surprise you he's only had two 100-yard rushing games this week. 105 yards on 26 totes of the Rock. And then week five against the Broncos, 122 and a touchdown looking pretty good. But I believe the most understated thing about Harris is that he finds a way to plug a hole. If he doesn't run for 100 yards, he'll do damage in the in the PPR game. If he doesn't do damage in the PPR game, he does it on the ground. If he doesn't get an overload on either end, combined, combined yardage will be there. So we're all left to wonder and imagine how good he's gonna be when he's fed a consistent amount of volume across the board and has a good offensive line and a good quarterback to boot. The dude will look like Jonathan Taylor's looking right now. I firmly believe that. It might surprise you that he's on pace for about 1,200 in something yards rushing, 11 or so touchdowns total, and almost 600 yards receiving. As he matures and develops much like Jonathan Taylor has, let's give him the same leeway we gave Taylor to get better and better. If he gets better, gets a better offensive line, they figure out the quarterback situation, you might be looking at a 2,000, 2,200 total yard running back with 14, 15 TDs in 2022. Number two, without any hesitation, is going to be Najee Harris. That's both redraft and dynasty for both of these guys. And in redraft or dynasty, this is the one and two overall in a mock draft for 2022. So not just running back one and running back two, number one overall and number two overall across the board. Every format, PPR, non-PPR, doesn't matter. This is where it gets really interesting because you have a guy in Christian McCaffrey if he stays healthy, if he continues the ball out like he has been since coming back from injury. So from week 12 on, he stays healthy, does well. Even if touchdowns are vultured by Cam Newton, he still gets total yards, receptions. He's a he's a 100, 140 total yard guy the rest of the way. He's not only going to be the number three running back and potentially number three overall player in 2022 redraft, he might be in the top five for dynasty overall and top three running backs for 2022 dynasty, which is crazy because if he does get hurt, if let's say he misses week 15, 16, 17, he will fall completely out of round one. If he misses a significant amount of time with, with a season-ending injury, if he suffers some kind of random ankle sprain, misses one game, we might not see anything change in 2022. He might be top three in redraft, top five in dynasty overall. But with a significant season-ending injury with his workload, it could be possible. I still worry about him. We'll either see McCaffrey up here or down here. So assuming he stays healthy, CMC will be the running back three in redraft, probably in dynasty, and probably a top three overall pick in redraft. It wouldn't surprise me if in dynasty, he doesn't show up at number three. That wouldn't shock me at all, but it probably would be shocking if in redraft, he doesn't show up as the number three overall player in this scenario, if he continues to keep balling, if he continues to keep balling, and if he does what he's been doing right now, even with lack of touchdowns, at least in terms of the touchdowns that he could be getting because Cam's vulturing them, even if he continues exactly scoring what he is, it would be shocking if he wasn't the number three overall pick and number three running back in 2022. Dynasty, 
I wouldn't be shocked if a wide receiver pops up here instead of a running back in Dynasty because you're going to have Jamar Chase finishing so strong. You're going to have Justin Jefferson finishing like he's doing right now, dropping loads all over the field. It wouldn't shock me if in a Dynasty world, people are like, give me a wide receiver. I'm creating a Dynasty team, cultivating it, growing it for a decade on. I don't want a running back. I don't trust running backs, especially when Harrison Taylor are off the board. This guy in Dynasty, you can't trust to be there for more than a year, if even that. If you even trust him to stay healthy the rest of the way in 2021, I don't think he's gonna show up in Dynasty number three overall, but a strong finish in 2021 could have him as the third running back not third overall. So while I'm covering 2022 Dynasty, we are focusing more on redraft in terms of the ranking and what I'm going to leave on screen. So McCaffrey for 2022 redraft, we're putting him at number three and we've discussed the Dynasty thought process going into next year. Who's number four? Who's number four after JT, Najee Harris, and Christian McCaffrey? Now, I have a feeling this is where everybody's all over the map. Some of you are going to want D. Henry. If Henry goes off in the playoffs, if he can get healthy and go off in the NFL playoffs, not the fantasy football playoffs, then there's a conversation that needs to take place as to where we put Henry. For now, I'm not putting him in the top five. I feel pretty confident putting Kamara and Cook in this area right here. I could make arguments for Swift. You could argue Barkley if you wanted, but we really need to see Barkley finish the year strong before I'm entertaining him anywhere inside my top five redraft or dynasty running backs go forward. Don't let nostalgia get a hold of your logic. And no matter how much you love Barkley or Henry, no matter how many shares you have in different leagues spread out across your fantasy football world, don't let nostalgia take over your logic and your fantasy football management. Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, especially Cook if he's backed up. In fact, I probably would swap these two if you can guarantee me that you're getting Madison, but if we just rank these two players, Kamara, Cook, I'm going Kamara four, Cook five. Cook without Madison has way too much injury risk. I know Kamara's currently banged up right now in 2021, heading into week number 11. I get it. He's not on the field. How can I talk about injury when Cook's playing and Kamara's not? But bottom line is I'm worried about long-term. Long-term starting with 2022, looking at it from a redraft perspective. Long-term talking about 2022 and beyond. I'm more confident that Kamara can stay healthy for longer than I am Cook. But again, Swift, you could argue Swift here at four or five. And you might eventually be able to get me to agree that it's logical to put Henry or Barkley in the four or five or six or seven slot, right? But right now, I'm not doing it. And in fact, Austin Eckler needs to be brought up before Henry and Barkley. For right now, it's logical. Eckler has a little injury risk, but he's got good situation. I don't care how Herbert looks right now or how inconsistent the Chargers will be. I think the Chargers are going to look a lot better moving forward. Their game is not kicked off yet for week 11 as of this recording. But even if they struggled, I think the Chargers in 2022 and beyond and for the remainder of the year will get going. Austin Eckler is nestled into a really good situation go forward. My only concern with him is injury. The volume should be fantastic. He's one of the best PPR guys in the game. He makes for a really good six to 10 running back right in this range. And I trust him more than Henry. I trust him more than Barkley. The only guys I waver right here are Eckler and Swift, Swift and Eckler. One might say Chubb, but I don't trust Chubb as much as I trust Eckler. They're not that far apart, but I don't know that Chubb has a bunch of years left with his knees. Give me Eckler here at number six and give me DeAndre Swift at number seven. My concerns earlier 
in the year were valid, everything was based on two things. One, he is injury prone, but by itself, that's not a concern. That's why I don't mind him right now. His only concern right now is potential injury, but but that's baked in or was baked in as I've been promoting to go get him over the last two or three weeks. It's been baked in. Now you can't get him in redraft 2021 go forward you probably can't get him in dynasty because now he's at back-to-back 100 yard rushing games and now he's getting volume now his team is believing in him and giving him starter work and not just giving him a running back by committee situation that's a bunch of garbage which is what they did in the beginning over and over we like Bochamal and we like swift we will go with the hot hand 11 carries in week one eight carries in week two eight carries in week four like with jonathan taylor i prefaced i would go get swift cheap later on i wouldn't draft him high what's in the past is in the past do you want an analyst that's gonna say oh if i say one thing i can't waver or let markets dictate where i like a player i've got news for you I'm not the show for you if you think that I'm going to stand my ground on a prediction I made last preseason based on the information then, based on draft value, and continue to hate on a player or throw shade on a player or tell you to avoid a player because I said something in the past when everything revolves around ADP, everything revolves around ADP or equivalent to ADP trade value during the year and there was no better buy low running back than deandre swift in two for one deals where you're giving away one player like a tyreek hill for a swift and a Diggs, a swift and a justin jefferson you could pull those deals off weeks ago so take your oh you didn't like swift before schmitty you flip-flopper flip-flopping is how a good manager adjusts based on market value it's like a stock market. Do you call an Apple stock investor a hater because he sells on a high and comes back in on a low? You got to be out of your mind if you think what I say about a player is going to stick no matter what happens to the player's value. That's not how fantasy football works. So off with you. Bring Swift in. Okay, Miss Smitty just walked in the studio. You own Alvin Kamara in a league. Um, what do you think about Alvin Kamara? Yeah. That he should get his shit together. Because <laughs> he's not he's not bringing the thunder, is he? He's not doing well for you right now. Neither is AJ a whatever Antonio Brown. Yeah, well he's he's not even playing for you. I'm sorry. Okay, Jonathan Taylor or Najee Harris for 2022. Jonathan Taylor. Good answer. Good answer. He just had five touchdowns today. Okay, thank you. Thank you for your time. Bye. <laughs> DeAndre Swift, easy number seven for me for 2022 and beyond. And ironically, everything so far for redraft and dynasty are the same. I'm not moving around much at all. I would overall, if we're talking about where I rank these guys overall, because JJ, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase might go above all these running backs from four down. I'm just telling you, that's how much I love the wide receiver position in dynasty in 2022 and beyond. And, and redraft. I might have Jamar Chase and JJ. Uh, uh, we'll get into that later. But for running back purposes, it looks like the same ranking to me, redraft or dynasty so far. Kind of kind of astonishing. Right here, I'm going to put Derrick Henry. And I know everyone's going to get upset that he's this low. But until we see him back to form in the NFL playoffs, I do not think the Titans will bring him back for the tail end of the fantasy football playoffs they'd be out of their mind to do so are they capable 
of doing something really dumb and ridiculous. Yeah, they ran Derrick Henry practically 30 times a game for an entire half a season, which broke him, which broke his foot. Coming off of a 2,000 yard and 400 plus carry season, it was bound to happen. So for 2022 redraft, Dynasty and redraft will differ right here. Number eight overall, Derrick Henry is gonna be where the divide is between redraft and dynasty. Dynasty, he wouldn't even be in my top 10 at all. Redraft, I put him here because if he comes back and looks good in the NFL playoffs, he's gonna warrant consideration probably anywhere between four and this range. Could he be number four? Absolutely. But until he proves that he's healthy, I'm not putting him number four. I'm not gonna advise people to trade for him to make dynasty trades right now. And some of you can trade all year long around Derrick Henry higher than this value right here. Above Swift, Eckler, Cook, Kamara, I can't. Not until we see him back to form. I already predicted him to decline by double digit weeks through an injury or whatever, which currently is the case. If he comes back on a tear in the playoffs, I'll be open-minded to moving him up. I just need to see it. And I need to see it for a string of games. If he comes back in the playoffs and does very little, and he looks like, okay, he's back, but he's not fully ready, we're not gonna know what to think walking into 2022. I think a lot of people envision Derrick Henry coming back from the Jones fracture right here where there's little blood flow, rubs up against this other toe, very hard to heal. People just expect him to come back early in the fantasy playoffs, not the NFL playoffs. People envision him coming back early. They want it to happen. Derrick Henry owners are willing it to happen, but the Titans would be beyond stupid to rush a 200, a near 260 pound running back back on a Jones fracture that needs more time to heal with the kind of weight that Derrick Henry has putting on that, that toe. And everybody, I think, envisions him coming back totally the same Derrick Henry of old right out of the gate in the NFL playoffs, and he looks like, okay, and people are going to say, yeah, I got the validation I need. Here is that top one to two overall running back that we saw all year long. He might look rusty. He might not be in game shape. The Titans could lose their first playoff game. We may not know anything coming out of the playoffs, whether he'll be ready for 2022 to the degree people are going to expect. Put Barkley at number nine. Put Nick Chubb at number 10, although I do worry about his knees. These three right here are very shaky, very questionable, very volatile. Put them in a blender. These two guys specifically will be very volatile on my rankings based on how they perform in the playoffs and how he does the rest of the way. If Barkley suffers some kind of setback or has another injury that keeps him out three games, I'm not ranking him in my top 10 next year for running backs, let alone top 10 overall, let alone dynasty top 10 overall, let alone dynasty top 10 running backs. Same can be said for Henry. That's why I'm not really entertained by the running backs in this eight to 10 range in 2022. That's why Smitty's gonna be doing a lot of wide receiver, wide receiver content in 2022. So buckle up and get ready for that. You're probably wondering where Elliot is. You're probably wondering where Montgomery is. Hey, Smitty, where the heck is Javante Williams? You love Javante. Well, if Javante gets into the lineup, let's say he starts week 13 on and tears it up, he could climb into the number six spot. But for now, we got to roll with what we actually have right in front of us. Clyde, how does Clyde finish the year? Does he get massive volume? He scored a touchdown, looked pretty utilized in the game today, but there was a sharing 
situation still going on. Aaron Jones signed a big deal, but does that mean he's going to last as a, an every down back going forward? Is A.J. Dillon the future? What happens if A-Rod does in fact, and he probably will leave Green Bay? Touchdowns go down for Aaron Jones, guaranteed. And he has never survived as a, an elite running back without the touchdown volume, without the surplus of touchdowns provided by Aaron Rodgers. What about Cordaly, Smitty? Where's Cordaly Patterson? I mean, you could argue him in the top 10. I'm not putting him in the top 10. I'm not putting James Robinson in my top 10, but I could understand anybody wanting to. Look, it's a very tough thing to rank that 6 to 12 or 6 to 15 range of players. And I'd love to see somebody else do it and get a more consensus agreement with people watching said ranking show. As grandpa said, you can please all the people some of the time, some of the people all of the time, but you cannot please all of the people all of the time. The nature of fantasy football content creation, Joe Mixon, some of you are gonna say, where's Joe? And I get it, Daryl Henderson, as I said, Zeke Elliott, don't get me started on Cam Akers. We have never seen a running back return to an elite level coming off an Achilles tear. And you've got Daryl Henderson and a big mess going on there. I'm not putting Akers in my top 10. But I would love to know who you believe I left out or who you agree with, who you think I should have ranked higher that you still like on my rankings. Go ahead and drop it below. Get your text advice at heysmitty.com. I carry around my personal phone and I carry around my text line. And on my text line, I get text messages all day long from people like you. And I'm I'm live on Instagram out getting food like I normally do. Miss Smitty, hold on a second. Yeah, Billy, uh, I would probably start Terry McLaurin. Do it. Order. Order the text advice and text with me on demand, baby. Go to heysmitty.com and order your lifetime membership at sleeperu.com. Anybody that orders a lifetime membership gets a free 2022 draft call and I'll give you text advice for the remainder of the 2021 season. Never pay for rankings again. Never pay for fantasy football articles. Never pay for fantasy football trade calculators. I invented the first instant-based trade calculator in 2003 in the fantasy football space. You can do multiple player trades. It's based on auction dollar values. My trade calculator will support a three-for-one trade, a four-for-one trade, a four-for-two trade because it's based off auction dollar values. You ask it, should I trade a $65 JT for a $40 wide receiver and a $15 running back and it says nope so get your trade calculator action on all of it at sleeperu.com and order that lifetime membership and get that draft call i want to draft with you in 2022 on the phone or text whatever you want i'm here for you now get out of here you filthy animals this is the fantasy football show with your host smitty You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. I'm Smitty! 